Welcome to What I Wish I Knew by Dental Head Start, your weekly mentoring session thanks to cpdjunkie.com.au. It's so common to hear associates talking about their bosses and the decisions they're making and, and wondering what they're doing and why. For many, this is a huge source of frustration for both the owner and the associate, but often it's because we don't really understand where the owner is coming from. And perhaps it's sometimes the owner's not understanding where we're coming from. This episode of What I Wish I Knew is with Dr. Tiv and he's talking about something I think is really important. It's understanding what your boss is really thinking and why and he uses some really great examples to demonstrate mistakes an associate can make forgetting that in the end this really is a business and it has to be viable. These little things doesn't twig if you're not thinking about the business from a business perspective. And that's how we start this conversation with Dr. Tiv. Now, if you're interested in more about what Dr. Tiv has to say, go to drtiv.com. He's got a lot of content, free stuff out there for you to look at and learn from, but he also does some private coaching and he really is focused on helping new graduates succeed. Let's hear from Dr. Tiv Namalan about what your boss thinks. And we start with a story about his discounting early on in his career. Like I remember like when I first graduated um, discounting um, my procedures by 50 or 60% because I just graduated, you know, I thought they were so expensive. I used to do stuff for free and I was like, I'm just going to work my way into it. I'm just going to discount <laughs> it 50%. And now that I realize like that he went off at me and now I realize that, you know, if the profit margin practice was 10%, that I was giving away 40% of his money the patients get treatment. <laughs> Your boss was paying for that. Boss, my boss was paying for treatment. In fact, he told me, he said to me, he said, Tiff, you could have seen the patient at the door and given them $200 and let them walk out and I would have been better off. <laughs> and that That's had great. such a profound impact on me. Yeah. But I didn't really, really get it until afterwards because I didn't, I guess, I guess as bosses, we never really break down fundamentally what we're talking about what we're thinking about, but it's something I've done more recently. So with, with my communication and how I teach that, my training is usually about if patients understand what we understand. So if you put them through five years of dental school and you got them back, they would tend to do what we would do. And so the trick though is how do you do that in 30, 60, 90 minutes, not five years. And so I brought that to my practice where I think to myself, if my staff and my clinicians understand what I understand, then they would tend to do what I would do. Mm. And it's really made a huge impact because they're starting to think like me now and, and they're starting to do things where, where it makes sense and it kind of follows the, the practice values. Because there's this old saying, um, you know, if you do the same thing, you get the same result. Mm. You know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And so what they're saying is to get something different, you need to do something different. But what people don't talk about is to do something different, you need to think something different. Mm, mm. And that's what this understanding comes from. If people start thinking differently, they will do things differently, which means they'll get different results. Yeah, yeah. For our patients, it's how they get their oral hygiene up to speed. And for my practice, it's how we become more and more successful over time and everyone gets more and more successful with the practice because of it as well. So what does your boss think? Um, the, the question to really ask yourself is to put yourself in the boss's shoes. Mm. And it's really hard by not being a boss. 
And the way that I reconcile this with patients is I, I hack existing knowledge that they have. So I use analogies or metaphors. And so we can do the same thing as being a boss. So the closest people get to being a boss is usually hiring a tradie to do some work for them. So why would you hire a tradie? There's one of two reasons. One, it's going to make your life easier to have the trading, or it's going to make you more money in some way or another. If it's not going to do one of those two things, then why would you do it? Mm. So it's very similar to why you're hired in the workplace in the first place. You're hired to either make the boss's life easier or you're there to increase the profit of the business. If you can do one of those things, you're going to be a really good employee. If you can do two of those things, you're going to be a fantastic employee. If you can do none of those things, you're going to be unemployed. <laughs> you're going to be non <laughs> That's exactly right. And so that's the first thing to, to really wrap your head around is that you're there to make their life easier or you're there to make the business um, more profitable. Now, it's not the be-all and end-all. It's just the metrics, but it's the reality. And I, I like chunking things down to, to absolute truths because you know, even though it doesn't apply to everyone, it really like hones in and gets rid of all the, the BS that, that comes along, along with it. So that's the first thing. The second thing to understand, which I didn't understand until I became an owner, is a lot of the current issues or the way your employer acts to you is due to the trauma of past employees that they've had. So things, yes, things have happened to them in the past that have affected them They've made rules around those things that have happened to them, like we do. Like when things happen to us and we need to learn a lesson, we make rules about it. And now they're acting according to those rules that they've made. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes, and I talk about this in, when I do my training, is that sometimes what happens is we have a sample size of one and we make a rule about that one sample size because it was so traumatic for us when there wasn't actually a lesson to be learned. Yeah. Now, this can happen to your bosses too. They're just the human. You know, this is a secret but they're human just like the rest of us. <laughs> I sometimes say to my patients that I'm human just like them. <laughs> so it goes both ways. It goes yeah. both ways, right? <laughs> um, and so, like, for, for example, for me, um, I, I used to take my staff on holidays. So, like, we'd go away and so we'd go to Fiji and we'd take them along and, and do whatever it is. And one time, um, one of them got super drunk, fell over, hurt themselves, and then, you know, try to get compensation from me for that. Mm. So now <laughs> I've basically banned all holidays yeah. because I'm like, why that's not making my life easier and it's definitely not making the, the business more money. And so there's no reason for me to do that. Yeah. So my behavior is now limited by things that happened in the past. So there might be some things that your boss is doing that you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, why are they doing this random thing? Why are they checking my composites, why are they, you know, checking my bills? Most of the time, it's because something happened. Mm, mm. There was a previous dentist that had left caries behind, someone was defaulting them, something happened. So it's just something to, to have in the back of your mind. I think that is a really good point that most people wouldn't think about, is that there, there is a reason behind all of those actions and rules and things that frustrate you. And, and yeah, there were often dentists before and there were maybe dentists after in a big practice um, and they've learnt from those experiences. Exactly right. Dental Protection Limited, they're more than just an indemnity insurer. Of course, they'll provide the best support they can when you have a tough time and you need them but that goes without saying. 
More importantly, they're trying to help us prevent these things and they're doing this through their online education, their numerous blogs and articles, their live education and now a podcast called Risk Bites that is bite-sized pieces of information to help you prevent medico-legal risks. And during this COVID-19 pandemic, they are providing unparalleled support to their members. So if you're a member, you'd know all this, but even if you're not, you can get a lot of this information online. Check DPL out and thank you DPL for supporting dental students and graduates and for supporting the Dental Head Start podcast. So how do we how do we make our boss's life easier? So you need to ask yourself that question. Every boss is going to be different. The one thing you can do and this is something, again, that as new grads, you don't tend to, to think about, is that you're using their banked reputation when you work on their patients. Mm-hmm. And we know how long it takes to build trust and how quickly it is to destroy that trust. And so since you're using their bank reputation, your number one priority to make the life easy is to make that patient happy. So if you can keep the patient happy, whatever it is for your practice, being pain-free, talking about costs, um, communicating well, doing good dentistry, not charging much, whatever it is for your practice, if you can keep the patient happy and getting them rebooked again, then that will make their lives easier. Because in a practice, there's two metrics that we look at. Um, Again, chunked down to something really basic. We look at production, how much you're making, and we're looking at rebook rate. Because you can do one of those things really well. You can charge like no one's business, but the patient's not going to come back. Yeah, for a couple of months until you run out of the patients. That's exactly <laughs> right. Or you could charge nothing at all and everyone's going to be happy and rebook with you, but you're going to be under-diagnosing and the practice is going to be really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So you've got to have both of those metrics. So that's one way to make their lives easier. The other way to make their lives easier is by having their back. The, your boss can't be everywhere at all times. And in all practices, there's going to be times where people are going to be happy and times where people are going to be sad. And when you have the power to, you need to have the owner's back. Mm. So there's three ways of responding when there's bad situations. And we can go back to the tradie analogy. You know, if someone's saying something bad about you, the tradie has three options. They can either agree with them and say, yeah, that guy was really bad. And if you found that out, would you hire that tradie back again? Probably not. (laughs) You could say nothing. So you could kind of listen to what's being said and kind of walk on saying, well, I'm okay, but I haven't done much. But then it's a bit like, you know, if you're seeing someone being nasty to a puppy and you just do nothing, are you, are you really not doing anything or are you consenting by, by doing, you know, by being, by abstaining? Or the third option is if the trader hears something bad about you and goes, nah, actually, they're actually, a nice person, maybe things are going in their life that you need to consider. Why don't you give them a break? Mm-hmm. Now, that's the trade I'd hire back. And same thing with your boss. If your boss finds that you're supporting them when they're having a tough time, you're going to be making their lives much easier. Mm-hmm. That's a, a big thing within all practices is the his practice politics. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, it is wise to be on the right side um, of that. <laughs> the right side, I mean... I'm going to have to edit this, but you don't want to be making that worse unnecessarily, even if it's yeah. accidentally, even by abstaining sometimes. That can, That's right. can add to the difficulties of the practice. So. Exactly. Because you're a leader, and as a leader, people look up to you. And if you abstain, then you're almost giving consent that what they're doing is okay. Um, and by agreeing with them, you're definitely putting fuel on that fire. 
And at the end of the day, everyone wants to be in a happy practice. Um, and by, you know, putting your foot down, backing them up, and then maybe having a chat to them in private about it, that was probably going to be a better way because at least something can be done rather than talking to people and, and fueling things that, that has no effect in the, in the long run. 3M Clean Pro White Varnish, 5% sodium fluoride with tricalcium phosphate for a targeted and sustained fluoride and calcium release. Clean Pro White Varnish flows across two surfaces when it comes in contact with saliva, releasing fluoride and calcium over the life of the varnish, up to 24 hours. Studies have shown the longer a varnish is in contact with teeth, the more effective it is. Simply put, if you're going to apply a fluoride varnish, staying in contact matters. So why not consider 3M Clean Pro White Varnish? Visit the show notes to request a sample and see the studies. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you 3M for supporting Dental Head Start Podcast. What are you thinking about your associates? What am I thinking about my associates? <laughs> if we're wondering what our boss is thinking, I thought oh, I'd yeah. um, I think, to be honest, I think my associates are fantastic at the moment. Um, and I think part of it is because I've communicated this to them. So for like, I think these guys are the best group that I've ever had in the sense of having my back and making my life easier um, understanding how the business works, knowing that, you know, that and look, this is the other thing you can make your life, your boss's life easier and, and making them more money is understanding that the 60% that you're giving the boss doesn't just go into their pockets. Yeah. You know, even, even at rough numbers, you know, 40% goes to you, 20% goes to the staff, 10% goes to rent and the 5% goes to labs and the 5% goes to consumables. Like we're almost at a hundred percent already. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's, it's really easy to be like, Oh, they're making all this money by saving some products and not asking for stuff all the time. Like you'll make your boss's life easy. Like when you ask, you know, a lot of us graduate and we're like, you know what? I want to try that composite and I want that bit of equipment and I want that, that Cerec machine. Yeah, and Cerec. That's right. And the boss says no. Um, and I think, I think what happens is that in the past, someone's probably asked for things and has not used it. Mm-hmm. And secondly, they're probably looking at the numbers going, if I give you that extra few percent of costs, then it's really coming off the, that top line. Mm-hmm. Like I think I was, we were talking earlier about, you know, what's it like you know, owning a practice. It's like, it's like gambling. It's like playing a game of, of chance. It's not quite chance, but you have some control over it. But if you, you know, you know, if we played, you know, heads and tails and I was betting 10 bucks, right? if you get it wrong, you lose everything. Mm. But if you get it right, you know, usually you want a good return. You want like, you know, almost a hundred percent, 80% return. Mm. So if you get a dollar 80, if you get, yeah, if you get um 18 so eight dollars back on a ten dollar bet—that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Most practices get about a dollar back, so they're betting the the whole house, and they get ten back, one dollar back on ten dollars. Mm. So the game is is not as as well rigged as you'd like it to be. I mean, the most the best run practice in the world would probably get like thirty percent profit. Yeah. So you get three bucks back on on ten dollars yeah. if you win. If you win, that's it. If you win, if you lose, you lose it all. I think that's a really good analogy and perhaps we will we'll leave that, that business takes risk and that's why perhaps being an associate and that's what I do currently, I'm an associate and I recognize that the boss takes risk in running the business, in marketing the business, in 
all the other things that go on there. And, and that's why I think business owners should earn more for their risk. But there are ways we can make that easier for them and that makes the whole practice better, makes our job better and our lives better. And it'll make you more secure and more valuable, mm. um, you know, lower reciprocation. If you, if you give more than you're getting, you're going to get more. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing those, those insights. My pleasure, David. Thank you so much for listening to the Dental Head Start podcast. I genuinely hope this is helping you become a better dentist. So if you like what you're hearing, make sure you subscribe on your podcast player and I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to social media and share something that you've appreciated from us with one of your friends. That's how the word gets out. That's how more people gain and benefit from what we're doing. And if you're a dental student or a graduate and you want to get a head start, go to dentalheadstart.com to find everything we're doing to help dental students become great dentists.